Hello, this is Marlena Börsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for May 29th. More detail on the wheat markets can be found in the written report on the Sask Wheat website. First, some overall comments on last week's markets. Wheat futures settled the last trading day before Memorial Day with gains across all three classes. CFTC reported managed money traders at 6,402 contract neck short in Minneapolis wheat. That was a 1,600 contract stronger net short through the week. Matif wheat in Europe also closed higher on big European weekly shipments and additional German-Polish sales to the United States. Russia came through over the weekend with the expected reduction in Russian wheat taxes, and this move could lower cash wheat prices. There again were no significant cash wheat rates reported last week. Futures remained volatile, and last week's future closes were as follows. July 23 contract Chicago winter wheat closed at 616, up 11 cents on the week. July contract Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at 819, up on Friday, but down 5 cents on the week for July. July 23 Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at 818, up 14 cents on the week. US markets are closed today, and Matif is down 2 euros per ton this Monday morning. So now here are some of last week's major news by major wheat origin. And as per usual, we start with Canada. Saskatchewan agriculture assessed seeding progress for spring wheat at 69% in Saskatchewan versus the average, the five-year average of that date at 80%. Alberta Ag showed spring wheat seeding at 93% complete led by northeastern Alberta with 95% done. And Manitoba spring cereals are basically all planted. However, we note that topsoil moisture ratings in Saskatchewan have continued to drop in several regions. Province-wide, cropland topsoil moisture was rated 35% short to very short. Alberta surface moisture across the province is rated 16% poor and 32% fair while Manitoba spring wheat seems to be coming up well. U.S. spring wheat planted came in at 64% last week, still well below the five-year average of 94%. In terms of Canadian wheat exports in week 42, at 144,000 tons for the week, they they were well below the year-to-date weekly average of 384,000 tons. Year-to-date wheat exports reached 16.1 million tons, which is 6.8 million tons higher than last year's exports. However, the pace does seem to be slowing. In the May balance sheet last week, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada increased weed, uh, seeded wheat acres, excluding Durham, by a big 734,000 acres from the April number to 20.9 million acres. This also increased production to 29.9 million and supply to 33.5 million tons. There were at 32.8 previously. AFC also increased their 23-24 export projection for wheat by 400,000 tons to 20 million tons. Still, projected 23-24 ending stocks moved up by 100,000 tons to now 5 million tons. 
For Durham, Saskatchewan agriculture assessed seeding progress at 74% compared to the five-year average of 87%. Soil moisture conditions in Saskatchewan are rated 63% adequate and 35% short to very short. In Alberta, 17 and 12% respectively for South Alberta and Central Alberta show poor surface moisture conditions. North Dakota durum wheat was 38% planted, still well behind to 55% average. And in Montana, 50% of durum was planted as of May 22nd, compared to the five-year average of 61%. Durham export for week 42 were at 103,000 tons for a year-to-date total of 4.5 million tons, which is over double last year's exports. 51,000 tons last week were shipped from Vancouver and Prince Rupert, and 37,000 tons were shipped from the St. Lawrence. For Durham, agriculture and agri-food increased seeded acres by, by 388,000 acres from the April number to just over 6 million acres. This also raised production and supply. AFC also increased 23-24 exports by 350,000 tons to 4.75 million. The increase in projected exports ensured that 23-24 ending stocks remained at a relatively tight 800,000 tons. We are sold out of old crop Durham, but would now wait before selling additional new crop to see how the conditions adjust. Moving on to the US, on Friday, NOAA issued a warning about the potential for an expanding drought in the Midwest, leading to more buying. Positive economic news and thoughts that the debt ceiling discussions were moving in the right direction also supported outside markets. But in the weekly export sales report, USDA showed old crop net cancellations of 45,000 tons for the week. This was business that can't be executed on time and was rolled into the next crop year. We have a breakdown of shipments as percentage of expected uh, shipments by type of wheat uh, in the report if you're interested in such in detail. On average, about 85% of expectation has been shipped. New crop US wheat sales were 245,000 tons which is near the low end of pre-report estimates. And there were reports of additional German-Polish wheat sales into the United States. That's because U.S. grains remain expensive compared to other origins. In Australia, farmers continue to concentrate on field work, but the outlook is for increasingly dry conditions, which will have to be watched. Argentina, however, got good rains, and recorded a positive anomaly from May of 10 to 30 millimeters in Buenos Aires and Cordoba provinces, which represent about 62% of the wheat crop area. In China, we know that you do that according to an article in Reuters this Monday morning, heavy rains last week flooded wheat fields in China's central Henan province. This is just days ahead of the harvest. It pushed up prices and raised concerns about the quality of this year's crop in the world's top for the world's top consumer of the grain. The rain is said to be causing some of the wheat to sprout or become affected by blight. 
we will actually have to watch over the next few days if this is a significant problem or not. In the European Union, Matif closed higher last week following reports of big weekly shipments from the EU, additional German-Polish wheat sales to the United States, and an increasingly dry outlook for the northern EU and the in the major crop areas in the north. However, Copa Kojeka estimates for 2023 grain production in Europe are at 277 million tons, up 4.6% year on year. The soft wheat outlook is expected to increase by 2.8%. We note that the European Union extended its zero tariff on imports from the Ukraine for one other year. We expect the combined EU and Russian wheat stocks this summer to weigh on early season prices, and June-July will be the key month for us to watch. In the Black Sea, ICAR raised the expected 2023 wheat production by 2 million tons to 86 million. The updated export potential from Russia is estimated at 44 million tons. As mentioned, Russian Prime Minister Mikhail Mistushin signed a resolution to change the calculation of the export customs duty rates for grain crops in terms of raising non-taxable uh, price thresholds. For wheat, they went from 15,000 rubles to 17,000 rubles, and for corn and barley, they went from 13,875 rubles to 15,875 rubles. The new export tax calculation begins on June 1st, 2023, and it will result in a drop in the tax from June 7th forward. We do know that the percentage of Russian spring wheat acreage under hot and dry conditions is expanding. So to summarize what we consider the most significant events during the past week. Well, wheat futures settled on the last trading day before Memorial Day with gains across all three classes, and Matif also closed higher on big EU weekly shipments and additional sales to the United States. Um, however, there have been very few sales from the United States. Trades that are occurring are either covered by South American origin wheat or by Russian and Black Sea origin wheat and U.S. grains remain expensive compared to other origins. In fact, as mentioned, there were additional sales of European wheat into the United States. Over the weekend, Russia came through with the expected reduction in Russian wheat taxes, and this should lower cash prices for wheat. It will be interesting to see if the futures will follow cash prices as well. In Europe, estimates for the 2023 grain production came in at 277 million tons, up 4.6% from last year, and soft wheat outlook is expected to increase by 2.8%. As noted, the European Union did extend its, its zero tariff on imports from the Ukraine for another year. And according to an article in Reuters, heavy rains last weekend uh, flooded fields in China's central Henan province. We will have to watch over the next few days if this is a significant problem or not. Your spring wheat planted came at 64% seeded last week, still well below the five-year average of 94%. Spring wheat seeding in Canada is mostly done by now, 
but was delayed by about a week from average seeding dates and moisture ratings have been falling. AFC increased seeded wheat acres and also increased seeded acres for Durham by 380,000 acres from the April number. So how would we summarize this week? Well, there were no significant cash wheat trades this past week and we think world buyers are just about covered on old crop and are waiting before buying new crop at what they hope will be stronger local currencies. The change in the Russian export tax keeps the Europeans a little more bearish. And US grains remain expensive compared to other origins. We also expect funds to add to their shorts. However, it being a short week, we would leave the markets alone for now. This is Marlene Börsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete report online at sasqueed.ca. Have a great week.